to the diving pod. I'm Sammy Beard, diver at Florida State University. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And once again, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Make sure you use our link tree in our Instagram bio or go through our website, divingpod.com. Uh, just get hooked up with the best in the business, that poolside live. It's unbelievably amazing for your video replay system. Absolutely easy controls, beautiful video quality. The clipping feature gives you awesome videos, again, to just grab all of those things from your practice, hone in on the key details, and make those adjustments as needed. Um, the other thing I want to say is a Diving 101, our episode number two of the Diving Pod. That gets you introduced to the sport. There's some terminology, some language. Um, that can be a little confusing. We've been told that that episode number two is really beneficial for parents and uh, newcomers to the sport. And then um, our last sponsor, Crossbar, um, they were nice enough to help us out and get us set up with a website. They've been awesome to work with up through this point. Um, easy customer service, very user-friendly interface, easy to add web pages, take web pages away. Um, they've even kind of listened to some of our feedback about maybe seeing about adding some other options in there for the diving community. Um, so head on over to our website, divingpod.com, check them out. Um, uh, but Sammy, we're going to jump right in here and just give our listeners a book, movie, and TV show recommendation. All right. So my favorite book, I usually was not a big book reader growing up. I never could find a book that really caught my eye to stay on, but this year I actually got into reading a lot more. And I started reading Clean Hoover and Verity by her was amazing. That was my all-time favorite book. All right. And then my favorite movie is probably Shot Caller. I love action movies. It's the only thing that can keep me awake because I fall asleep way too easy watching movies. So Shot Caller was very, like, engaging. So I really I've never that. heard of that, but I'm excited now to watch it. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. The action and the way that the whole storyline is, is just, it keeps you attached to it. Perfect. And then my favorite TV show, I'm currently watching The Walking Dead. I've mm. tried to watch it like three different times and have only made it to like season four. So I'm trying to actually make it through this time. And then Perfect. The Vampire Diaries, of course, I'm sure everyone <laughs> loves that. <laughs> nice. There you go. All right, we'll stick uh, with this theme. What's your favorite food favorite music and then a fun fact that some may not know um my favorite food is probably italian food even though i should not be eating that before meat because carbs is not what we should be eating <laughs> um and then my favorite kind of music is country music i love listening to that before meats and everything it's just you can listen to it in any environment if you're sad if you're happy if you need some energy if you want to dance, anything, you can always listen to that. Um, and then a fun fact, um, John will probably get mad at me if I don't say this on the podcast at some point. So I need to make sure everybody can is aware that I'm incredibly good at burping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. All right. You got to hit it. You got to hit us with one. No, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no don't. I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't do that on command. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, Sammy, take us kind of through your diving journey, how you got started in it, um, how you got to kind of where you are. But most importantly, our listeners have really been asking a lot for, tell them about the recruiting process, what made you choose FSU? Yeah, so 
I have always told everyone when they're doing the recruiting process to always take all the trips because it's a free trip. Why would you not take it? And you really never know how much you like a school until you go and see it. And when I was doing my trips, I failed on that and I only took three trips. (laughs) I ended up taking my FSU trip on the third trip and I just fell in love with it. The main reason why I committed to FSU was because of John. Like, I didn't really know much about the school, what I wanted to do. I just knew who John was and how coach he was. And when I came there, I always went for the coach that was the most interested in me because I had reached out to a couple of coaches and they'd reached out back to me, but they just didn't try to schedule a trip or anything. And don't put more effort in than the coach does sometimes because yeah. when mm-hmm. you're doing the recruiting process, that'll really show who wants you. And you want to feel wanted on your TV. You don't want to just be like a, a background diver in a way. So you always try to go for the coach that wants you, really. That's like the biggest thing is make sure that the team is wanting you. And <clears throat> just don't make a spare in the choice decision when you're on your trip to commit to a school because you never know what could happen in a couple of weeks. Um, sure. kind of skipped my diving journey completely. <laughs> <laughs> That's but okay. Go I, ahead. Of course, was a gymnast before. Yeah, I just I completely skipped that. Um, I was a gymnast before, as almost every diver I know is a gymnast before. And uh, my mom was my coach my whole life, so she coached me in gymnastics. And then I just did not like how harsh it was in my body, so I wanted to still be doing something like flipping in the air, but not landing on mats and stuff so I ended up switching to diving and I kind of just stuck with that and it Kenny Armstrong was the one that helped me the most uh like producing me and giving me that confidence in the sport and then I kind of blossomed from there and my mom took over so you mentioned uh, your mom was your coach pretty much your whole career, obviously making that skip or the, uh, the jump from gymnastics to diving. What was that balance like, you know, having mom as coach and then, you know, being mom as well. And how did that work at home? Yeah. A lot of people always tell me that they would never want their parent to coach them. And honestly, it was something that was very hard. And it was hard to keep that balance between like being her athlete and being her daughter because the expectations were just so much higher for me. And so when that becomes your mom coaching you and she knows what to expect from you and knows really everything that's going on in your life, it can be really hard to balance that. But near the end and closer to when I was getting going to college, it became a lot easier. But when I was younger, I like to argue with her a lot and think that she was not right with her coaching. (laughs) (laughs) And that did not go well because she was always right. (laughs) Did she like expect you to set the tone kind of for your other teammates as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I was not doing leadership things and like just if I wasn't doing everything perfectly patient think that because somebody else wasn't doing it it'd be on me so sure. that's really hard she had she, but 
I've I've heard that to be true, like more times than not, where if, you know, a parent is an athlete, they're, they're much more like, Hey, you need to set the tone. You need to be doing this and cutting them almost no slack versus the opposite where, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a running joke about like, you know, that's the baseball kids, you know, that's the, that's the coach's son. And they get a lot more grace because they are the coach's son. We're in diving. I've, I've heard nothing but the exact opposite where if you're the, the coach's kid, you, you better be doing everything the way that they want you to and the way they expect you to. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so funny because I hear that all the time too with other athletes like who were not in diving when their parents coached them, it wasn't a big deal. Like it'd be something that was really fun between them. But every person that I know whose parent coached them in diving, they're like, man, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. So Sammy, you know, talk to us a little bit about some of the injuries you've dealt with and not only the impact, maybe those injuries obviously had on you physically, but mentally and how you work through those. <laughs> Yeah, so I really never, when I got injured when I was in junior diving, it wasn't, like, that big of a deal, because you're like, oh, like, I've seen the impact that has on you, at least for me, I didn't, because I injured myself quite a few times when I was younger, but I don't remember ever, you know, mentally impacting me, and then when I got to FSU, I was constantly getting injured um a little training freshman year I'd broken my toe and had to get surgery on it or or sophomore year and I was out for that entire season and really during that injury it like brought a spark back to diving because it made me realize how much I missed it when I wasn't at the pool 24 7 and diving every single day I was out for like I think it was four months and that I, sometimes injuries can be a blessing in disguise, I think. And just like, it was really hard up until I got closer to healing and I realized that I needed to like stay active and do all this stuff to keep myself healthy. So when I get back, I'm not completely behind and starting over. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So take us back. I, I did a little deep dive on dive needs and national champion in 2018. So I want to hear you recap that nationals, take us there and what that meet was like. 2018 nationals was my, definitely my peak in my junior diving. And I think it was because my mom was so hard on me that year and she was like making me eat super healthy and super on my, I was in the best shape of my life and I was going to practice every day. I didn't miss a single practice that year. I was homeschooled that year. So I was training a lot more, more the most I've trained ever. And so when I got to that meet, I felt really confident and I knew that since, <clears throat> um, what's her name? I can't remember who it was, but a diver was not there. And I was like, Oh, no, this is not good when I go into this meet. And I kind of just kept myself. And I really, my mom, that was the best me my mom bonded was at that meet because I would, I just sat there, I listened to her, and I kept a really good attitude throughout the meet because I did, I hit the board on gainer two and a half on one meter. Oh, wow. And warm up at that meet. 
and that I've never hit the board before. And so when I did that, I was like, oh my gosh, it was terrifying. I never even thought that I was close to the board. And I didn't train one meter that next day. And then the day after that, I basically just taped my fingers up and was like, I'm just going to dive and do my thing. And I did it. And then I missed my gain of two and a half in prelims. But in finals, I was like being sick in finals. And then I ended up hitting it in finals. And that was amazing. Just because I think it was the most exciting because I knew I hit the board and I was so scared of that dive. And so when I hit it in the meet, I was like, okay, I can do this dive successfully. Yeah. Speaking of your 305, I think it was at ACC's last year when you were like a foot back, both feet staggered on the side of the board and you still drilled the dive. Was that last year at ACC's? Yes, that was. <laughs> Dude, that dive was insane. I remember watching that and I'm like, oh my God, she's going to die. She's going to die. Holy crap. How did she just do that? <laughs> yeah, I honestly, <laughs> I have no idea how I did that because if I do that at practice, I'm dead. Like I, it is the worst dive I could ever do. And then when I did that, the meet John was like, you know what, Sam, I can't even be mad at you for that. <laughs> yeah. You did that, that. It was insane. I, I remember vividly remember watching that. Yeah. That was, I feel that, like... that was, that was, I redeemed myself in finals with that dive. <laughs> Facts. So I feel like when you hit the board with your hands, Part of me wants to believe that because there was a quicker turnaround between when you actually had to compete that specific dive versus not versus like having it happen in practice. And then you think about it for a couple of days. And then when you finally get around to doing that again, I feel like that maybe sometimes can weigh on you a little bit more. Do you think there was anything to that? The fact that you had to compete it so soon after hitting, it was just like, you know what, here we go. We just got to make it happen. Oh, absolutely. Because if I would have done that in practice, I would have been arguing with my mom, like saying <laughs> that I knew I'd be close. And I, I probably wouldn't have done it for a couple of days. And that totally would have made me so scared for the dive. So having to get back up there immediately, I had, I didn't really have a choice. And I knew that that was my best dive on one meter. So I was like, well, I can't just take it out of my list. And I was horrible at gainer one and a half. I'm always bad <laughs> at my voluntary dives. <laughs> So I always chose the harder dives and I knew that I had to do it. And that kind of helped me mentally because I didn't really give myself the opportunity to be scared of it because I knew I needed to do it. Yeah. Kind of one of those coaching strategies for me, as long as it's safe, let me put a big caveat on that. As long as it's safe, I really try to get my kids to do those dives um, sooner rather than later, whether it's a smack or you know, something like nicking your toes or something on the board. I, that's, that's kind of my strategies. Let's get these off as quick as we can. Again, as long as they're safe, I would never have somebody do somebody something intentionally that's going to put them in harm's way. Yeah, exactly. That's why I tell my teammates I, when they smack or, or like my uh, teammate of mine had smacked on a 10 meter and then she got back up there and did it again. And I, she ended up nailing it. And I was like, that's exactly what you need to do because if you give yourself no opportunity to be scared of it, then you won't realize, like, you won't even remember that bad smack once you hit it again. Yeah. I, I, I kind of sometimes play a little acting role. If, uh, if I know the athlete's going to be freaked out, I'll tell myself, okay, I'm not allowed to freak out as their coach. I need to be calm. I need to be cool. And a lot of times it's like, hey, you've never done that before. That was a fluke. That was the weird one. You, you won't do it again. There's no way. You're fine. Everything's okay. And I feel like that yeah. uh, can play into the mind of a diver a lot. 
100%. The coach's mindset and the way the coach, like, the coaches influence the divers more than they realize they do. Like, For sure. they influence them so much. Even their mood, uh, like, comes down as small as their mood. Like, that completely impacts their athletes. Yeah. So, Sammy, what are some goals you have for yourself over the next few years? Um, well, I graduate next spring or this coming spring. Nice. And I'm planning on getting my master's. Definitely going to be staying at FSU. So don't worry, guys. They're not getting rid of me yet. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Not sure exactly how long it'll be. Probably not going to announce that right now, but. I'll decide once I graduate how long it'll be, and I'm super <laughs> excited. And um, I also plan on going to the Olympic trials, so we'll definitely see what happens there. I've been injured the last three months with a mysterious shoulder injury that oh, we don't really, yeah, we don't really know where what happened or what's going on. I've had a bunch of scans and nothing really happened, so I'm just gonna dive through the pain right now. But I've been diving for like. <laughs> three weeks that's why i'm not going to winter nationals but i've been diving for like three weeks didn't want a red shirt need to compete get those trainings in at least until after olympic trials so i want to know a little bit more about fsu do you catch any like other sporting events obviously they have a pretty awesome football team down there yeah the football team is amazing now so we obviously have a lot of recruits during football weekends so we go to a lot of the football games but that's really the only sport that i pay attention to the other okay. sports side, like we have an incredible volleyball team, incredible soccer team, but they all, I mean, I, I never have the time to go and do that because I nanny at night. So oh, I don't wow. get to go and watch those. Yeah, I do. You have a nanny job too, and you're in school and you're diving? Yeah, I have a nanny job and an internship this semester. So oh, I nanny word. Monday through Friday, but I love it. The kids are amazing. Keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. I'm I'm like, there's always this like, pie chart of where you spend your time in college right you do your athletics you have your schooling obviously those are probably most important too and then now you're throwing on a job on top of it I have to believe you know that that social life aspect is probably the one that's taken a hit which I mean it's what yep. you got to prioritize it's what you got to do yep. yeah exactly I need to make that money so that's why all John does not think that I actually go to school at FSU because I have all all my classes which is amazing you don't hear that with a college athlete, but I only do that so that I'm able to work because yeah. if I was in-person classes, I would not be working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So in what area do you think you've grown the most since the beginning of your diving career? Um, Something that John has really helped me with and I definitely value in myself is not letting like bad dives and bad practices affect me because I coming into FSU I was really bad at like banging my head against a wall when a dive wasn't going my way and just getting super upset when I wouldn't rip a dive or wouldn't make the correction right away and I've really learned to like appreciate the failures and successes and like add when John told me this, he told me that he's never met someone that was able to learn it really as quickly as I have. And I've had a couple of bad days recently, but other than that, I've been pretty good at having a really positive attitude while I practice. Killer. All right, Sammy, you don't have to answer this. We tell everybody you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, 
Who is your top ranked male and top ranked female diver in the U.S.? Gosh, I was thinking about this for so long because I, that is such a hard question because yep. there's so many good divers. Yep. <laughs> that is such a tough one. For me, I don't know why, but since I was younger, I've always thought that he was such an incredible diver and his technique is, in, I think it's like no other. And his rip is amazing. So I have an easy male diver, but I do do not have an easy female diver. All right, so let's hear the easy, easy male. male diver is Andrew Capobianco. Nice. Yep. I think his diving is beautiful and his technique. And I'm sure, I think he was ranked in top three with you guys. Yep. Yeah. So, something like that. So, <laughs> um, and then female diver. I think Krista Palmer is the most impressive to me yeah. because yeah. she has been diving for such a little time and she is insane. She, I mean, she medaled at the Olympics, so you can't fault her for being an incredible diver. Yep. It's right there. I love it. Those are great picks. Those are awesome. Appreciate you uh, stepping out on a limb and, and uh, doing that for us. <laughs> yeah. No hate to anyone else. Yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, so bringing it back to you here for your routine during the big meets, like how do you structure your list? What do you do between rounds? How do you stay kind of engaged in that meet when some of them get really long? Okay, this might be so um, different than what everybody else is, but I am so like relaxed during a meet. So I really, I'll go and joke with John and sit with him and talk with him or I'll sit and listen to music and talk to other people but I'm not I'm not the kind of person that has to like really focus and sit there and kind of like ignore everybody else I'd rather be talking to people because it helps keep my mind off like being nervous I get in the zone right when it's when I go up on the board and I start doing my models that's kind of when I start getting in the zone but I'll be messing joking with John for the most part that's like my favorite part about me cool and then, sorry, structuring my list is, I used to always start with hurdle dives, but I started messing up my first dive every time, even though it was my best dive in my entire list. So I started to do back twisters because last year, like the week before NCAAs, John was like, you should try a back twister. And I've never been a back twister kind of person. And I did back twister and it was amazing. So I started with back twisters and then I just basically go through my order as one, two, three, four, five. Just okay. Normal after back twist. Cool. Yeah. Starting like with it. twisters. That's, that's kind of different, but I like it. Yeah. I love it. All right, Sammy, what are you studying in school and what are you hoping to then apply that to, or what do you want to do after graduation? Um, I'm getting a major in family and child sciences or human development. There's a bunch of different names for it. And I'm hoping to get my master's in like school counseling or in psychology. I still have not decided. I have a couple more months to decide on that, but I might do school counseling because it seems the most interesting to me and I get an extra degree on top of it or a certificate of some sort. So I think I'd get, it'd be better for me to do that, especially when it's at FSU. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then hopefully, Hopefully I'll be a counselor in middle schools or like somewhere between K and 12th grade, but man, bless your heart. Those (laughs) middle schoolers, man, (laughs) 
Uh, they're tough. They're they're tough. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I have an internship on Tuesdays and Thursdays at a middle school as a PE coach, and man, those kids drive me up the wall. <laughs> they're crazy now. Yeah, yeah. I I coach uh, I coach middle school both girls and boys just for about a half hour each day, and once that half hour is up, I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's time See to move ya. on to something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So what do you want to be known for? Um, when I was coaching or diving with my mom back in the club team, something that the parents had always talked to my mom about was me being such an encouraging teammate. And I'm one that is like, I'm all for my teammates doing good and cheering them on. And like when they're doing new dives, I'm always screaming because I'm like almost more excited than they are for them to do this new dive. And so I just want to be known for being like a really positive teammate and smiley at practice and really encouraging because that's what I feel like I value the most about myself. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. All right, we will get into our signature questions now. Sammy, we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing, more of an opportunity for growth. So from that perspective, what would you say has been one of your favorite failures? I think my favorite failure was, I wouldn't even say it's my favorite failure, but one of my most like growing failures that I've had is when I was at my competition in Dresden, Germany, the the invite that Team USA goes to, and it was my first international competition. And I kind of just, I really screwed around the first, like the couple months leading up to the meet. And I didn't practice like I should have been. My list was not where it should have been. And when I went to the meet, I I completely bombed my dive. And they were horrible. It was so embarrassing. I didn't realize the competition that I was walking into. But after that meet, it was a very, like, eye-awakening moment where I just, I realized, like, I can't be doing what I'm doing at practice and thinking that I'm going to get the results that I want. So it really helped me like change my perspective in my training. Yeah, that's cool. You stay loose at the meets, but uh, when it comes time to practice, really uh, keep that focus level high, I guess, huh? Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. So what are you doing to improve now? Um, I'm really dedicate the three hours that I spend at the and like talk about this in our team meeting, I kind of lost audio. I lost audio. Heath, can you hear her? Yeah, she kind of cut out on that one. So let's just okay. see if we can get her back here. Sammy, can you hear us? Can you hear me now? That's a little bit better. Yep. Yes, I can hear you guys. There okay, we go. that's much better there. Do you do you want to recap okay. that? What did you, you guys re hear? Yeah, redo that whole answer. It was really spotty um, on the what are you doing to improve? Okay. Um, I said that at practice and something that we talk about a lot in our team meetings between the FSU divers is just really focusing when you get to the pool and give yourself three hours a day to really put all of your attention into the pool because we don't get all day to practice and we don't yep. get as much time as some of the other athletes want to get. So really to 
don't let outside things impact you in the pool deck. And that's something that I'm really big on and that I've definitely improved on because I've been going through a lot with family issues the last like couple of years. So really managing, leaving that outside of the pool was something that was super important to me to be successful at practices. Yeah. Being present when you're there. I love that. Um, okay. So in yep. diving, what's, what's your why? Why do you do it? Why do you love it? That was such a hard question for me to think about because I wasn't exactly sure. I don't have like a solid answer with why I'm doing it. I think my mom definitely had a huge impact in it and my dad, because my dad was always at every single meet that I was going to. He always find the time to take off work. He somehow found the funds to take the entire, I have three siblings. So taking the family of six to all of my dive meets. And I think like seeing them there cheering me on and seeing the excitement that my whole family has with me diving and my extended family, like my dad's side of the, my dad's siblings, it, that kind of, that really motivates me to keep going. Awesome. Finally, my last one, what's your spirit animal? That was also a very hard one for me, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was, the first thing that I thought of was a monkey. Okay. And a monkey is one of my favorite animals. So I'm going to stick with that because it was my initial thought to start with. So I think that, I think that's a sign. Fair, fair. Sounds right. good. Sammy, what's your favorite drill? My favorite drill is probably the full out drill that John has us do on tramp. People are going to say I'm crazy, especially my teammates, because they hate that drill. But I do it really well, and I don't find it scary, so I love it. <laughs> All right, so what is it? you got to explain it to us now. It is a – so you're doing a front double uh -huh. to your butt, but when you open it, we're opening basically at like one and a half, yep. and you do the rest of it layout. But then I do the full twist at the end of it, like a full mm. out, and then I land on my butt. I like it. I like it. Yep. My divers are going to hate that you said that because that's, I always make them do the drill the next day. So they're going to hate <laughs> that you said that, but it'll be good. It'll be helpful. Um, it's my favorite drill. I, I like that a lot. I have a young man who's really working hard on getting his full out consistent. It's getting better. I think that'll help a lot. Um, yeah, all right. Be it. Best advice given and or received. Um, I think that the best advice that I've been given is from John telling me to not let failures dictate like your future. He would say, what, what was the exact thing he said? He said, let your failures be your successes. And I think that was really important because it made me realize that like, even if I have a bad meet, I can take that as a learning experience and really grow from it and do 10 times better at my next meet by taking that advice what he told me i'm just writing it down perfect all right who would you like to hear us interview next um so she's kind of like a no name because she just she hasn't had a lot of diving time but i think someone that'd be really incredible to interview is my teammate kaylee clark because she has been injured she's been the, in, the most injured person i've ever met and Aww. she has been, she's been incredibly strong with it. And she mm. dove, she was injured for three months and 
she did not touch a diving board in the water for three months. And then dove at one day of practice, went to our midseason meet and got second in prelims. And she did a back <laughs> one and a half with for nine and a half and, and oh, eight, eight yeah. and nine and a half. That was the video Santa Clara just shared, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, it was amazing. Was it was it was stupid. Like that back one half pike, it was stupid. It was amazing. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. it was amazing. And so I think that she'd be her story would be super, super fun to listen to because she would have so much to talk about. <laughs> cool. I like it. And then um the last question we have for you is what question are we not asking that we should be? Um maybe what is the hardest thing about being a collegiate athlete or mm. hardest thing about being a diver in general, just yeah. being in the sport. Perfect. How, how um, would you answer that? Um, I think balancing your time. That was one of the yeah. hardest things for me. It obviously was easier for me because it was during COVID and we got to start out online and without practices. So we really got to ease into it. But seeing my teammates that are freshmen coming in and seeing yeah. how much they have to do with like zero experience and not ever having to do kind of like this kind of workload in a single day, it's really hard to manage that. And then being a diver, I think the hardest thing in general with that is just comparing yourself yeah. because you're always, every diver has completely different body types and every body type is like has such an advantage over something else. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard not to compare yourself to others, but that's something that I've really worked on, especially within being in the collegiate career. It's really hard sometimes when you get to that level. So making sure, sure. that you really just focus on yourself and you don't let the scale tell you a number. Yeah. That I think, uh, all that. like, uh, I think you're spot on. I think time management is just such a unique challenge when you get to college. I know originally out of high school, I was horrible at it and I figured it out. And I think I've lost my sense of time management as I've become an adult. <laughs> like it's just all <laughs> diving. And then it's like talking to Aaron and then our significant others just want to murder us. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, Sammy, thank you so much for the time this evening. Um, I can only imagine how hectic everything has been. Just please get healthy. <laughs> So that way you're back on the boards healthy and not figuring it out and diving through it. And uh, we'll, we'll yes. see you hopefully in Knoxville at Olympic trials in June, right Aaron? I think that's June. Yes, so. I will definitely come and see you guys. This was super fun. I really appreciate awesome. you guys having me. Yeah. Thank you. That would be awesome. Yes. Please make it a point to stop by. We'll for sure take a picture or something. So um, if you're out there listening, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our email of course is the diving pod at gmail.com. Uh, T-shirts and hoodies for sale by my family's business. Again, Cowling Robards, special shout out. Um, if you need an online store or just a simple T-shirt order for your team, let me know. I'll hook you up. Uh, if you need an example, just go to divingpod.itemorder.com. That has our online store with hoodies, hats, all kinds of fun stuff on there. Just enter divepod at checkout. That gets you free shipping. So without, uh, without much more, Sammy, thanks again for reaching out on Instagram and, uh, and coming on to join us tonight. It was a pleasure to, uh, to get to know you. Yes. I had so much fun. Thank you guys. All right. We will see you next time.